0: Good evening and welcome to a special edition of Treaty Talk. Myself, Jack Neville, Matt O'Callaghan as usual and we're joined by Pa Ranahan to discuss this weekend's Limerick Senior Football Championship semi-finals, which fit a day against Galactic Gales and Newcastle West against Mondelein. We'll be going through them games in great detail. we we'll look forward to intermediate semifinals around Saturday week and we're looking forward to the relegation final as well which is also on Saturday week, so do stay tuned.
1: Impression the game you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she give you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, oh, can you? Yeah. Just about kept in. Oh, well, tried. Shorty buttling to do that to Tommaso Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about in The mid the run, that was it. Put the ball over the bar in the back of it and that's it. No ifs, no buts. no sympathy in this game for anybody.
0: I suppose it's a special, if not unique weekend that we'll see the semi-finals in both the senior hurling and senior football at the same time. Tonight we'll be looking solely at the football I and mean, we'll start with how they're going to play, it, Matt, at 2 o'clock in Kilmallock on Sunday, you have dare versus Galte Gales. And I suppose in 2017, when you had a dare as county champions in the senior grade, Galway gales have been crowned champions in junior. You hardly thought they were going to meet this soon in a in a knockout game.
2: Certainly not four four years ago. That he, you you wouldn't have seen it that way. But um, there there was a time back in 2015, and I I, I would say that the seeds of this Galway girls' success w- was sown that particular year because there are seven or eight of the team that are um that are. That were involved in 2015, and I'll I'll just expand on what was being involved in 2015 now in a second. Um, There were short of numbers in the South, uh, short of team numbers. Gales couldn't couldn't field a full 15 um, side. They were asked um, to try and stretch it. They had 16 players, and I saw all the games, and that's what they had, was 16 players. But they went and won the south and won the county, and there are seven or eight of those teams, those lads have graduated now and are part of the present senior team. So you're right, they went uh, then in 2017. Um, they, they won a very one-sided county final in 2017. They had a huge win over um over Croom in the county final, and then they went down and they to carry in the in the Munster clubs championship. And they forced Drummond Pierce's to extra time. They came within a whisker of causing a major, major shock. And like, they, they sort of gathered momentum from that. And um, two years then at, at Premier Intermediate. Now they they didn't root up any trees that first year up, but they learned a lot. And then then in in, in 2019 they came on and um, they contested the county final, albeit they they they, they required. Um, a replay before before they got the better of of, of Gerald Griffins Again last year And I, I, I made this point in this medium last year That the one t- the one club, in my opinion That that the truncated um, format because of COVID Didn't suit was Dalty Gales Because it didn't give them a settling in period um, uh, Making the transition from intermediate to junior They were straight in in games that they had to win and they didn't win them. They lost. They lost to Ula and they lost to Ballylanders. And they subsequently lost in the semi-final of the of the relegation to St Kiern's but had a good win over Drum from, from Bradford in the relegation final, which preserved status. Now, obviously, this year um, they they set out with renewed hope. I saw the first game against um, St Kiern's and they nicked it by a point. But they just more than nicked it for the simple reason that it, 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 it sort of was. Um, it, it came at a stage when 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 um, uh, Saint Kearns had already lost to Palestine, which meant that um, the, suddenly Galway Gales were in the championship. They were in the quarter final and they were free of relegation worries. So you saw it firsthand what they, what they did against Palestine. And I, I, I think they, step, they, they stepped up a bit uh, further in, in, in the quarterfinal against Dula. Now, they weren't spectacular in the first half against Dula. Far from it. And they got the tonic of a very early goal. And, and it didn't, didn't, didn't seem to be driving on in the first half. But they played some second half. They played, they played some second half. The big important thing about it is going into the semifinal. And they're going in as rank outsiders, I suppose, mm-hmm. of the four. They're, 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 they'd be rank outsiders. Um, they're not one bit phased about it. And they're brimming with confidence. Now, I don't know whether you spoke to John McGrath, the manager, you know, uh, um, since, since since they have got on this run. But, like, in normal circumstances, the run that Gales have put together, beating St. Kierens, beating Ballistein, beating Oula, that is impressive in itself,
0: Jack. Yeah, it's very impressive. And you can add color broadford into that as well. And I was yeah. talking to John McGrath after we played him in Clahan, and he was just saying how important the league was to, to betting players. You saw first hand in, in that game. Um, Ballestine lost by five points. Celtic Gales are fully deserving. What did you make from that night?
3: Yeah, I suppose when you're watching the sideline, you get a much better perspective of how things are going because when you're caught up in the middle of it, um, it's hard to know sometimes. But... Um, watching that match, they were full value for the victory the same night. Um, they, they, they looked like a team who had the weight off their shoulders, as Matt said, that the, the kind of spectre of relegation was gone straight away. And they were, f- no, they'd also look like a team who weren't just happy with their lot. Like they certainly looked like they were full of confidence, they were full of fight. That's the big thing you can say about them. There's a lot of similarities, I suppose, with um, themselves and ourselves. Like you, they're having to make the most of the the players they have. And but to be fair to the players they have, they're also maximising what they're given to the whole thing. So like, um, I know Brian Begley was chatting after that match, to him and, and they were saying how wrecked they were after the match, how much they put into it. And it's probably, it, it's it's a bit condescending to say that it's effort is all they have because they have serious football as well. But it's a fantastic trait of a team. When they're emptied after a game, when their bodies are so sore that they can hardly walk after it, that's all you can ask of a group. And they seem to have a really good community spirit out the, out in uh, out in Guilty Gales about the about the J Club, about the football club. And you can see with the players, like it means a lot. It means a lot to to play to wear the jersey number one, and then to, to this year to back it up. Like the word momentum was used. It's it's a massive thing. You can't put your finger on it. They certainly have it now. Three wins in a row. Um, going in complete underdogs again, but. They certainly have a puncher's chance, like, uh, out of the four teams that are left in it. I think they're they're the team who probably kicked the ball into their full forward line the most out of all of them. And when you have someone like Robbie Childs hovering around their times, like, it's certainly an X factor that they have. And, look, they've been full value from what I've seen for their three wins to date, and, and they deserve their place in the semi-final.
0: Yeah, Matt, you've seen him the three times in the You mentioned there, Robbie Childs. It's like, for me, he's been the standout player of the championship. Like, what... He kind of makes Celtic Gale stick mad a bit, doesn't he,
2: Robbie? Well, you know, he, he he's their go-to man. Uh, there, there's no question about it. Okay. And um he, he, he got a he got a he got a fine goal in the quarter final against them um, against um Ula and um it was after good work by Sean Clancy, who's a player that has um come on tremendous in leaps and bounds in the last in the last uh, twelve months. But they've also got this um former Limerick miner Zach McCarthy. Um, who, who's a diminutive corner forward Now he mightn't have been as prominent Against Palestine but certainly Zach McCarthy is a name that they'll remember In Ula for many a day because um, He teased them and he tormented them into them and they just couldn't cope With him with, with, with his pace And his trickery and, and he threw in four points just to, Into the mix to, to, you know, to embellish His performance So like whilst Rob Childs is the go-to man at least they have one or two others up there that you know that 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 will take the, some of the attention off him. But like, if you, if you go from one to fifteen in in in, in the Galtee Gales team, there isn't one single one of them will be found lacking for effort and pass right there when he was talking about Brian Begley saying they emptied the tank. They'll empty the tank every day that they will go out. Every day that they'll go out, and I've seen them and they they, they contested they contested the south. Junior, their junior B team contested the South Junior A League this year. This is a fact now, and they're they're numerically challenged every time they go out. It's a strictly rural area. I can't emphasise how much it is uh, a rural area that it is. And and um, like for that final, which they won, by the way, um, they togged out 28 players. That's outside of the seniors, and like you know football is their religion up there like and every family is, is involved in it so like you know th- th- this is why it's all coming it's it, it's it's all coming together for them but every day they go out at all levels they, they will be challenged for numbers because they simply just haven't got the bodies the areas is, is it's 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 thinly populated um although it's you know there's there's a few um people moving into the area now but um like you know what they're absolutely doing is absolutely getting the maximum out of their resources Yeah, I definitely just, get the maximum i just
3: out of- wonder just um just on that like they are maximizing but i do think that this year in particular they seem to have everyone available injury wise like up to now anyway like I know, Morris O'Sullivan was missing for probably the whole championship there last year. Good. Like he he brings he brings a lot to that to that back line. He brings a bit of aggression and 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 mm-hmm. maybe organizing him. But like they need I, we're saying about their rank outsiders and all that. Like they mightn't have another year like this again where they have everyone available. You know that they have they have the best of what they have to offer, mm-hmm. and maybe they know too, and that's why they're putting their shoulder to the wheel so much. But it's certainly one of those years, and we've all been there in part the groups that. You kind of get the feeling, okay, everyone's here now. Um, we might not get a crack at this again. Like, so they're like we're talking about rank outsiders, but they could be thinking very differently in their in their dressing room.
0: Yeah, they
2: currently. They, they are actually thinking very different differently, actually, Pat. They are thinking, but John McGrath will be the first to admit that that the lucky break that they really got was the day that they were able to bring Brian Begley on board. He said he 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 will tell you anytime. <laughs> That, that that there is a, a, a Brian Begley, there is a Brian Begley bounce certainly, and you know y- you can definitely see it in the team, absolutely.
0: For Galway Gales, they're probably looking at a dare who came straight up from intermediate to win the senior championship as kind of an inspiration. But talking about a dare, this kind of legacy they started building probably five or six years ago. One man we mentioned, probably Charles and Galte Gales, and it's a team sport. But for a dare, probably the standout man has been Hugh Burke. Like how talented a player is he?
3: Yeah, look, I've I've talked about Hugh early enough at this stage that uh, he thinks I'm like some sort of uh, super fan uh, with Limerick. But look, I played with Hugh for a year or two with Limerick. Um, look, he has a, he has he has serious ability. He has um, he plays the game at his own pace, and everyone, it's like he's going in slow motion, and everything else around him, uh, he can just see it happening before it happens. And look, he's a vital cog in that their forward unit. He's he's a scorer. He's unselfish. At the same time, he'll bring people into the game. Um, he generally makes the right decision. Um, I think looking at the quarterfinal, a big reason why Ballistein made such a game of it was that Bill Casey and pro- probably did a serious job on, on Hugh the same night and, and kept him limited enough. Um, you talk about Hugh the same night, Mikey Lyons was missing. Um, will he be back for, for Sunday? Questionable enough. Talking to him the same night, but you never know. Um, so I would certainly say it's not a a one man show with Adair, but far from it. Um, the same night in the quarter final, Paul Maher and um, Paul Maher and Davy Lyons were probably the ones when when the, when the going got tough in the second half that were bringing ball out, that were showing for ball. Like, but look, Adair have Adair have 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 match winners all over the field The same night, I haven't even mentioned um Robbie Burke who who, who scored the goal that night. To, to kind of put the distance between um, Adair and Betty Steen, But look, they're well used to it. I'm just looking there. What they've really shown this year um, and the tail end of last year is their stinginess at the back. They haven't conceded a goal in Championship, in my count now, in, in seven games, which is serious going. That doesn't happen by accident. They're certainly shored up the defence a lot. And when you're not conceding goals, it certainly makes it a lot easier that they're into the field when you know that, OK, we're, we're keeping it tight at the back. We don't have to put massive scores. But they're also capable of putting up the scores. That's the dangerous thing about them. Um so look, they're winners all over the field, whether well, they won three counties the last four years, um, they are the team to beat at the minute. Um I, I I'm not sure will they win the county this year, but they are the team to beat.
0: Yeah, we'll get your we'll get your overall predictions in a while, but you mentioned that Galaxy of Stars and you've been throwing the three Connollys with that and and so much more. But for Matt, Pam mentioned mm-hmm. there that like they aren't conceding goals. Do Galte Gales need to to get a goal
2: to win? Or could they win in a shootout with points? Yeah, um, I, I I suspect when you're on un- when you're an underdog, anyway, you know a, a goal is a very 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 big score. And uh, and we, we saw it in the game against Ula because I suppose in, in many people's eyes, even though I believe that they would have beaten Ula, no. that, uh, that that they were slight outsiders against Ula as well, and and the goal was crucial. But but but, but Paz right in what he says uh, uh, says about Adair and says in particular about the about the box, they were absolutely they're absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But the, the the whole the whole Adair story is you know three titles in four years it doesn't happen by accident um like what they have done uh, down, down there has been absolutely phenomenal. like they suffered relegation, you know, came back the following year and won the intermediate championship and then came back and won the senior championship. Like the trajectory has been up and what people what people tend to forget is if you're talking about average age of sides, despite all that they have won, a dare look as if they have been around forever, but they're not. They're a young side. They're a relatively young side. Like I'll I'll write Mikey Lyons and he'll excuse me for saying so he's probably he's probably the veteran. And and um like he he ran around the Gaelic grounds in the county final, as I know last year, and Ballylanders know like a young fella. You know, yeah. on top of his game, you know, and a uh, huge experience that he brings to it. But, but there are, are there's they're still a young side. But they they are a football machine, absolutely. Yeah,
0: they they have a they have a great age profile. Like you, mm. work is twenty five. Palmar is twenty four. Um you mentioned Mikey Lines, but if he if he's fit, he'll definitely start. And he's still one of the best forwards in Limerick as a, a distributor. We've mentioned we've talked a lot about about Galway Gales. And I'll come to you first, pal, with a prediction. Like, we don't think it's going to be a one way walkover like it, it sounds on paper with the 2017 junior champions against a three out of four winning side. But can you see Galty Gales overcoming a there? or will it be a second or a fourth final in five years?
3: Yeah, look, I do. I do. I think Galty Gales have a chance, absolutely. That's the first thing because I think, like I mentioned earlier, they they are the team that can strike a goal out of, like they could put a ball in from midfield into their full forward line. And I do think 100% if they're going to win. That they do need to score a goal, uh, if not two. Um, but again, uh, if I'm being honest, do I think that who do I think they'll win? I, I do think Adair will win, um, based on the known knowledge that we've seen uh, uh, their performances um, to date haven't been like the the quarterfinal. The they did enough to get over the line. Um, the two group games, they more than did enough to get through them. Um, I think they're building the whole time. Certainly, I think getting knocked out of the hurling. Uh, while a few mightn't agree in, on the panel. Like it was it was a good thing for them because they could throw their whole lot in now with the football again because they had a, a few more players involved on the hurling side this year than they might have had in previous years. Um, I think Adair will win, but with the conditions, Kilmallock, Kilmallock to me, every time I see Galte Gales down play fixture, it seems to be on a Kilmallock. So it's like a home ground almost to the distance They've played so many games there over the years. So I don't know what that worked to them, but they'll be very familiar with the surroundings. Um, Adair obviously won't be put, uh, put off by anything like that. They're they're seasoned enough, as young as they are. So uh, I do think Adair will win, but it'll, how close it is will, will depend on the start to the game. If, if Galway Gales can get a go- goal early like they did in you never know. Yeah, man,
0: I'll come to you with a prediction with a score and everything on, on tomorrow's podcast with the harland but do you see, can you see Galway Gales winning the game?
2: Oh yeah, of course I can see him winning the game. But whether whether they'll do, I think they'll win the game. I think they'll they'll go very close. But if you press me, I I I would go along with Pan. I know Tommy Childs and Bob are probably listening now, and they'll be fit to kill me. But I think I think that's that um I think that um. I, I think Adair will just shade it. That, that 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 the girls may may come up a bit short, but I, I I'm not entirely discounting them. Um, I I I think they'll give it a right good go. Like as I said already, they're, they're certainly not short of confidence uh, coming into it. They're not phased by Adair. Um, like you know, I was speaking with some of them <coughs> after the um after the quarter final win against Ulster, and I just. Brought the question once or twice. Who would they like to meet in the semi-final? And I was told Send them on, You know, so that that that's a good attitude. Like so, <laughs> you know, as it happens, tis a dare. But you know, I like it. Since the game, since they got that win over Saint Kiern's I they you know they, they 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 have a totally different approach to it altogether. They have they are like men liberated. Like they're liberated from the shackles of potential relegation, Um, and they're into the knockout stage of the championship, and they'll be saying to themselves, "This is one hour inside the white lines. Come on, let's do it." But you know, I think that Adair, uh, Adair will be very much alive to the threat that the girls pose. Yeah,
0: Adair definitely won't underestimate them. I think Adair will will win, but I, I'd imagine it'll be a, a one-score game. Then at four o'clock later that afternoon in McNeville Park, you have Newcastle West versus Monlene. I suppose it's probably the first time in a long time Palestine haven't faced Newcastle in the championship, but you've been under no illusions of the, the strength that Newcastle have.
3: Yeah, strength is the word. Um, I was even um, at the weekend I was chatting to Ruin O'Connor, uh, who was one of the younger players. He would have played twenties football at Limerick last year. And I was just asking him like was I didn't I hadn't seen the Newcastle team of late. Um, and was he starting and, he, and he's not starting Like, and he can't get his place on that team so that will tell you straight away the strength that they have um, look there between themselves we're talking about Adair as the best team in the county the last four years like Newcastle have been the ones that generally um, if it's not Adair it's Newcastle West and coming off the back of last year's loss in the quarter final um, I'd say they're gunning for it this year um, they seem to have their ducks in a row they seem to have distill still the older lads Mike McMahon mean, was still a huge influence in the quarter final against Clahan, like you just can't you can't seem to handle him in some in some circumstances. Um he's your primary ball winner from kick outs. Like if he's if he to be if he's winning ball against Moan Lean uh in midfield and McNeville on Sunday, like it's a massive uh, launch pad for their attack. And they've got the hurleys, got Keen Sheen is, is lifting at the minute, uh playing with him. Um Brian Nix is there, a good scorer, the fellow I'd have known from underage, Sean Murphy. Like you can reel and reel off names, they seem to have a focus this year. Um it's almost like you see Kildare with their management this year of getting Anthony Rain, Dermot Early, John Dial. They seem to have every Kildare player you could throw into it. And then you look at the Newcastle West management and any of the ones that are there, on a normal year you would say, Okay, he's over them this year. But this year they seem to have all all the all the boys in this year with uh Stephen Kelly, Declan Bruder, um Joe Lee, Jimmy Lee, like so. They're, they're. It sounds like they're leaving no stone unturned this year. Um, they absolutely. It'll be a physical battle on Sunday, I think. Um, especially against Moline, who are well able to look. Uh, they're big boys as well. They're well able to look after themselves. But uh, from Newcastle's point of view, they are. They're looking at the minute like like the team to beat. Albeit they're not the champions, but they are have been the most impressive. Like they dispatched Clon in the quarter final fairly impressively, and I would have. I would have had um Cloughan maybe as a dark horse in that game and it was when I saw the scoreline afterwards I was um you couldn't but be impressed with um with the way they, they they went up early in the first half and they kept them they kept tipping the points over like one fifteen in McNeville on that on the weather that day it was oh, good scoring yeah. like so they're able to put up big scores. Yeah,
0: that was a very good scoring. Matt, you were at that game. What did you make of Newcastle at that?
2: Yeah, I, I, I've they've played for. I, I've seen Newcastle West playing three times this year. Um, I saw them playing in the league final against Monaleen. I thought they were shocking, and that's not to distract, detract for one minute from 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 Mona Lien's performance on the night because. Mona on the night were without Don Lo Sullivan. You know what he brings at the back They were also without Brian Donovan um, For um, for the first half And if we had any doubt as to the value of Brian Donovan He certainly gave us a lesson in it In the second half Because he was hugely influential I saw him against Galbley. They were very, very lucky to escape out of Kilmalach With a win that night Because they had dominated the game for so long Restricted Galbley to three points Suddenly Galbally came on with a surge And were unlucky to lose by two points because they had claims for a penalty right at the death. So had that, had they got the penalty and had they converted it, we could be taught, we could have had had a different narrative. Now I was of the opinion, like if, if you start off every year at the, and, and it's just touching on what pa, pa is saying there about the panel. If you start off every year before a ball is kicked in the championship and you look at the respective panels, you will quickly come to the judgment that based on personnel available to them, that Newcastle West have the strongest panel. And that has been the case for the last seven or eight years, let's face it. And, you know, for that reason, a title in 2015, title in 2019, like with, 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 with the resources at their disposal, you could argue that, that, that they're underachievers. Now, Jimmy Lee is manager this year, and Pa's right, like they have a high-powered backroom team you know, in, in in his brother Joe, um, and Bruder, and, and and Stephen Kelly. There'sn't much that those boys would miss. But I felt after the Galley game, if there was anything to kick start a Newcastle West challenge, and I, I thought. In after those two games, I, you know, I didn't hold out terrible hopes for Newcastle West. I have to say, I was asking myself what was wrong. Now, a couple of the Newcastle West lads were saying to me, "We haven't that much done, and all that sort of thing." And fair, fair enough. But um, I thought, if there was anything to focus on, and 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 kickstart their, ga- their season, it was a game with Father Cases, and that is exactly what happened. Like they, they, got, they, they got a very good result against Father Cases. And Paz 100% right. The 1 against uh, against uh, Clahan was a fantastic score. And if, if, if you extrapolate from it, 1 3 that Clahan scored late in the game. Um, it gives you a greater sense of, of 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 the type of performance that that Newcastle West, um, you know that they put in on the day. Um, to me, they take an awful lot, an awful lot, an awful lot of boxes. And like, you 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 look at their bench. Brian Nix was on the bench that day. Rudon O'Connell, as you said, was on the bench. Colin Foley was on the bench. Like, if if you've that type of, of of firepower to call on. You know, it's a, that, that 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 is a very 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 good place to be, but it it it, 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 it looked to me anyway in the game against Klahan that you know that they, they had taken a step forward from the game against Father Cases, and that everything was coming very nicely together at the proper time.
0: Yeah, it does seem to be coming together nicely for Newcastle. Their opponents, Mona Monaleen, uh, like they've been strong the last few years, but kind of. Having been able to get over the line, they've had some serious underage teams coming through. You've obviously had a few with, with Limerick panels. Um, what kind of challenge will they pose to Newcastle?
3: Uh, a massive one, I think. Um, I was only looking today when I knew it was coming on and to see when they were last in the final and it was 2016 when they when they won it. Um, and that's five years ago. And Matt just mentioned the word about underachieving about Newcastle West. I, I think if you talk to anybody in, in the Moneleon club who's of a football mind, they would feel possibly that their senior football team in the last five years has underachieved. Um, you know the, the talent and that they have at their disposal. You mentioned a few there. Um, they've they've been the top goal scorers this year, so that's something that they the threat that they will bring and a different type of goals. Um, Ross Kennedy got the two the last day against against Feder Casey's, uh, Brian Donovan's pace. I see some old heads knocking around still. on Keating, it's great to see people playing that are older than you. It always gives you that little bit of hope. But it's great to see Owen still there and Jer Collins. Um, well, it's the Mark O'Dwyer and the, like kind of committing to it again. The hurling from lean is finished. at this we didn't finish in a sour note last weekend, but it's 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 done and dusted now. They can put all their their eggs in the football basket and um, they they they're a dangerous a dangerous team for for the likes of Newcastle West to be playing because physically. They, they will be able for, for everything that, that Newcastle West might throw at them, you know. So the start of the game will be important for a more lean point of view if, because they do like to to get numbers back once once they're ahead. And if they were to go into an early lead against Newcastle West and sit in, um, it's one thing that I suppose Newcastle West have in, in previous years possibly struggled against is a team sitting in if if the ball into Mike McMahon isn't, isn't on um, and breaking through those tackles. So... Um they've got Murrish Gavin back at the helm. You know, anytime he's involved there, there's usually a good sign for, for, for them. And they're always a dangerous, a dangerous team in the in the knockout stages. Quarter to final last year, they were sick over after losing to, to Enders, uh, the Lenders and the defence of themselves. Group stage the year before that, not getting out of the group. So they are another team who once it gets to this level of the competition, um, they're 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 not just ironing up as well, we've done well so far, lads. It's, it's certainly well, we're looking to win it now, and um, look, it's a big, it's a big ask on Sunday. But they're they're well equipped to to deal with to deal with Newcastle West at the same time. And I'm going to say what you're hearing, all, Pat. um
0: Newcastle West, uh, like we mentioned, underachievers. In like coming in as favourites into knockout rounds, they haven't always fared well. Like that 2017 final, they would have been huge favourites over Adair. in 18 against Badlanders in the semi-final. They would have been heavy favourites. Even last year against Newcastle or Adair as defending champions in the quarter-final, they would have been favourite to go through. Like there probably has been one bad result in the castle Camp every year. Was that the game against Galway to start off with, or can Possibly. one capitalize?
3: Possibly. I didn't realize now they were as Galilee were as close to getting the penalty at the end. So it's look when you win and play badly, it's a mess. It's a brilliant thing to take away from a game. Um, if if they'd have lost that game, like they would have been seriously behind the eight ball in that situation. But yeah, it's a fair point because I, I remember was it two years ago after we played them in the quarterfinal, and they were probably lucky to get over that game on the same day, and they came in as complete, I wouldn't say complete underdogs, because they're never going to be complete underdogs if we're from the cast of West Bend football, but they came in as very much underdogs against a dare team who were flying, and they had the bit between their teeth going into the match, Um, so look, they are certainly favourites on Sunday, there's no doubt about it, Moline are probably, because they haven't been at in a final for five years, people are kind of Forgetting about the team that they they, they had themselves in Drum were the two teams of the of the previous ten years who were sharing counties between them. They have numbers coming through. Their big thing, I suppose, was could they get enough scores on the board over the last few years? You know, they were very tight, they were very compact, they won enough ball with Donald Sullivan goals. they were, you were almost guaranteed you were getting um you were getting possession of kickouts. That'll be a very interesting thing, actually. What will Lucas West do? Like, will they put a full-on press on Donald's kickouts? And and really test him out and see will he crack or will they respect it enough to kind of give up the short one and play it from there? But that'll be an inter- interesting aspect on Sunday. But a lot of matchups. Look, we're always talking about matchups and these things like who Ian Corbett who's who's going. Like if you're if you're talking about beating Newcastle West, you're halfway there if you can if you can curtail Ian's Ian's, Ian's influence on the game. So like will this. Newcastle or Moulin will certainly have players who who will have the legs and and the physicality to stay with him. So will they give him uh, someone all to do that? Who knows? And then I suppose you're hoping that the likes of Brian do- Brian Dunovan have a kick into gear. But Newcastle West probably have more fellas that can get scores. I would say than molin do. So Molleen probably need their scores. They need a lot out of their scores.
0: Yeah, they, they need a lot out of everyone, really. Matt, you saw you mentioned that league final. Uh, like have Newcastle improved enough to justify the favorite tags or would you fancy
2: Mona lean in this one I think they have but um, I'm I'm at a disadvantage in that I haven't seen Mona Lien in the championship because of the way that the games were were, were on together but like if if, if if you if you look at it coldly you you, you have to be impressed with Mona Lien for the simple reason that in the semi-final of the county League they beat father cases and um Tim went on and beat Newcastle West um in in, in in the group stages uh, of the championship, they beat Tahan, and they had a very very big win over Ballylanders. Now you might say, why am I harping on that? Because Ballylanders had been their bogey team and had beaten them in each of the three previous years, and and as Pat uh, said, um, beat them last year, um, which was which was a surprise. And um, But they, they, they left nothing to doubt This, this time And of course they, they, got, they, they got the better of father cases as well in, in the quarter final So you know they, they, There's no doubt about it that, that, that the forum that they showed in the league Which, which they won the league Following an unbeaten run Like they, they, they're unbeaten In league and championship this year Which like with itself You're, you're talking about 8 or 9 or possibly 10 games like that, that brings with it Huge momentum you know, and, hu- and a huge amount of confidence. But I, but analysis there about, about Ian Corbett and the curtailing of Ian Corbett hugely important. But I, I, I was hugely impressed in the quarter final and uh, at somebody that I thought was back to his very, very best um, was Keen Sheehan. Who, who, who lined up at, at, at midfield and had had an absolutely huge influence in the game. So, like, if, if you're going to have a Corbett-Sheehan ticket at midfield, um, it's it's, go, it's going to be very, very, very strong for Newcastle West.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly strong. But, like, if you stop Corbett and you stop Sheehan, there's loads of, of other players on Hurley, all the Hurleys. Mm. And we mentioned the Brian Nix wasn't even starting. I don't even think Brian Foley was starting um, captain at the 20s side. like, so It just shows a strength mm. and depth. Uh, I'll come to you for a prediction. Like, can you see Monline stopping
3: them? Ah, oh, yeah, like they, they can certainly win. Like, there's no doubt about Monline that they have the they have the players to and they have the size. They have they probably have the matchups right to to give themselves a chance. Uh, certainly, they have up to now they've been scoring goals in every game. They'll they'll probably need that again uh, against Newcastle West. Neville, uh, the pitch also plays a part in it. Like the games. Are generally not massively high scoring games in McNeville Park. It's a big pitch. Um it, the scoring goal, I don't know, is there a scoring goal there? It's quite hard to score into both of the goals, it seems, anytime I've watched a the game there or played a the game there. So I don't see it being a big shootout. That's certainly not, and especially with the weather that's given for the for the rest of the week. So like a goal in this game, keeping goals out and being able to if you come out the right side of the goal battle, I think your chances of winning this game are 70, 80 percent. So that'll be a massive thing. If Mon come out the right side of that, they absolutely can. Who do I think to win will, will win? I, I do think Newcastle West will win. I just think um that they have they have the little bit between their teeth. Another team who are finished with a hurling. It's just the way it's fallen this year. Um it's probably something that came against them last year when they they won their uh, intermediate final and they were out in the quarter final maybe three days later against the Dare. Like no matter what anyone says, it certainly has an impact, especially when they have lads playing duel. They don't really have that. Now, I know they were playing last weekend and they lost, so there might be a bit of a hangover off of that. But, again, they they should have enough this Sunday, in my opinion.
0: And if, if it is come true that Adair and Newcastle are to meet in the final, who would you fancy to win out the competition from here?
3: Well, unlike your power rankings where you pulled a Gary Neville move about giving two <laughs> men of the matches, which was just... No wonder Matt O'Callaghan is destroying you in the predictions when uh, <laughs> you won't get off the fence. Um, <laughs> I do and again it's it'll it'll I don't even know if the two teams will get through this weekend, but if it is a dare in Newcastle West in the final, um geez, it'll be a really close one because I think that's not for another three weeks. So you could have players back for a dare that might not be there this weekend. I'm thinking of one or two. So look, it's a real toss of a kind, but I, I just think I just think that Newcastle West, because they didn't they lost it the last year, they might have that little bit more Hunger, I suppose is that famous word hunger to, to to get the job done this year. But it'll be very close.
0: Yeah, look to be honest, I would probably rank Newcastle West as number one, but they have done nothing to You come had away your from chance. You had your chance. <laughs> <ten. laughs> I know I have my chance. Um <laughs> Matt, like if just like briefly, because we'll talk about it tomorrow in the in the main pod just about predictions, but who do you fancy to win out from here
2: with the with the four teams left? I, I thought we were we were on to talk about the semi-finals. <laughs> well, you're I mean, yourself, we, Jack.
0: You can who do, do you think Adair will be joined by? Who, so in a word, you
2: don't yeah. have to give. God, backwards. you're well able to twist it, Jack. Well done, <laughs> perfect. I think they'll be joined by Newcastle West. Yeah. But I think it will be a very, very close call, and I think that Newcastle West will have learned from the game against them, from, from the league final, and all right, you can say it, it, it was only the league, but you must remember this year, as, as we've said a number of times, Jack, that the league was practically running into the championship. So, like that, that that there was sort of certainly at the concluding and the knockout stages of the league. Um, that, you know, there was an air of championship about it. I'm, I'm going for Newcastle West, but very, very narrowly. And you know, that that in summary says it's Newcastle West and a dare in the final. But I wouldn't be shocked if it was Monoline and galty Gales Yeah, they the,
3: the. I would say they are the four teams that deserve to be in the semi-finals. I would say like the, all four of them have won three games out of three to get there. Like, so like it, it's, it's, you might say, well, one or two are kind of out of their depth or whatever. I mightn't have the same opportunity to be honest. You've got the four teams who deserve to be in the semi-final and let them have at it at the weekend and see who can get into the final.
0: Yeah, exactly. May the best team win. I suppose briefly to the other end, the relegation final isn't on this weekend, but while we have you Pat um Calvary and the Pearsary, um, like I know they're 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 probably only in are only three years up and the piercing it's probably only six or seven years but it'll be a huge loss for whichever team does go down. Um, which way do you see that one going?
3: Yeah, look, have, having been in a couple of those over the years, like they're not nice places to be. They're even less nice places to prepare to be. Like if you're anyway interested in how your how your team is going and 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 the trajectory of your group. You look dropping intermediate as teams have shown is not the end of the world. You can get a bounce off it. But Galway have been down there in recent years. Like they want to they have a young enough side, they want to probably experience senior for a, a longer period than they've had. Um Napier by all accounts, very unlucky in the semi-final against St. Kieran's. Um went to extra time, had it all but one hidden at the end of normal time. And I think Dylan Maloney came up with two, two or th- one or two scores to get Kieran's to extra time and and Napier City might last Garden Brown, who's a big player for for Napier City again. A very tight one to call. It's um again, but Napier are probably lacking the fact that they don't seem to have the same number of dual players playing this year. Um, uh, it's probably hurting them a little bit. Um, Galbally are a, a, they're a tough they're a tough group. You know they they will fight to the bitter end. Um when you're in relegation finals that's probably the thing that you're leaning on more who's got the more fight in them to to kind of get over the line and for that reason and given the time of year we're in I, I just give Galbally, um a hesitant nod
0: yeah it's definitely hesitant in like relegation finals and take on a life of their own Matt I won't ask you because there's time yet to talk about that in the podcast and you'll probably dodges. So, Pat, I'll stay with you and we'll just look at, obviously, one of Galbally or the Pearson is going to go down. Um, like, the teams that could replace them, you have Goliath, palace Kenry, are taking on St. Sennans, and then rackiel against Gerald Griffins. Griffins are obviously the favourites after contesting two finals in a row, but, like, it's very, very tight there top intermediate championship.
3: Yeah, look, uh, you, you have four teams there that have all the opportunity of winning it. Like, you'd have to say Gerald Griffins pedigree-wise are the team at the start of the year that you'd say, okay, they still have their four or five intercounty players. Um, they would have been the team heading into last year's final against Clahan, who I was just hotly tipped to win it. Uh, and Clahan fully deserved They turned up on the day. So Gerald Griffins, they're untested, is the only thing. They came through a group stage where they got a walkover and uh, beat Palace Green handy enough. Then they won their quarter final very easily against Bruff. Um, whereas Raquel have had to fight every single inch to get through to this stage. They've 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 maximized who they have with them. We played them in the league. I was impressed with their how sturdy they were defensively. It's something they've certainly looked on this year. I think they've only conceded one goal in the championship to date. Um, I think their scoring difference for over the three games is plus three total. So that'll tell you when when, when they're in that fight, that tight battle. That they have they have done well. You know, they're not winning games by they they drew their two group games and they won the quarterfinal against from Broadford. Um so that'll be a really tight one. Then you have Kildaimo, probably the surprise packets, although they have it in them. Um they have some fabulous footballers on their day. So like you've you've obviously Peter Nash and Tony McCarthy there, but you've Darren O'Connell in the forwards. Uh, you've Lima Sullivan, the half back line, like scoring for fun at the minute. Um and then um Kildyma, they're playing in who've Morris Horn over them this year and just talking to people out there like they're 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 going in the right direction. They have everyone that, that's available almost to them as well. So look, it's 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 a complete toss of a kind. Ian Ryan's back scoring for him, which is a great sight to see because fabulous footballer who lost a couple of years there through injury. And um if we're talking about matches, if Kadima have a chance to I suppose they have to keep Ian quite. And the other game, Gerald Griffin's a great I think that'll be a real tussle. Like, who who comes out there would have to head into the final as favourites. Um, so, but yeah, you're not getting any answers from me. It's wide open. I don't know who's going to win it. And
0: you're following on from Matt there and not getting any answers. Um, I suppose we have 42 minutes up on here. Um, I think it's fitting to end it here unless match you have something to say before the main pod tomorrow.
2: No, no, but I I, I agree with Paz analysis there about about the, inter, the intermediate championship. It's a very very hard one to call. Now I I, I saw at and I was I was I was terribly impressed with the way that they set out and the way that they went about their business. Now they beat from by by three points, but was a very one of those very 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 comfortable three point victories. Um, like they they were unlucky definitely that. Uh, didn't uh, didn't get a couple of goals. Um, from Bradford, the one chance, the one half chance they got, they, they they got a goal out of it. Now and there's there's a small bit of history between themselves and, and Gerald Griffin's. We we will all I think was it in 2019 when they when they met in the quarter final and um, going in at the last 10 minutes, Keel was six points up. And, and Griffin's kicked seven points in a row. So that will be uppermost in in, in Keel's mind. Now uh Palace Kenry they, they're a bit of a surprise packet, you know. And um, like um, they, they they had um, you know they lost to Krokora. Like they had a great win over Drum Bradford in the first round. And um, like you were just wondering Coming into that particular first round How would Drum react After being the heady heights That they had achieved for the last two decades And suddenly they, they, they had dropped down But uh, Kildyma palace Kenry had, had a very good win over them But I, I was a bit surprised That Kildyma palace Kenry lost to Krakora Manister mm. You know I, 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 that, that No, <laughs> all right, At that particular time they were juggling with with their interest in the hurling championship mm. at that time, and um, uh, of course, all, all the hurling commitments from for Kildimo Palace, kinry are now over mm-hmm. um, since since last week when they won won the county cup. So it's it, it's going to be full steam ahead, mm-hmm. and w- w- we know St They were very very unlucky to 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 be relegated two years ago, wasn't it? And um, yeah. because the previous year they they had be they had come. Within scoring difference of making the knockout stages, you know, yeah. so it's a huge fall for Grace, uh, for for them, and they're, they're obviously on the way up. And of course, the addition of somebody like of the caliber of Ian Ryan to the ranks, like, is is massive. It it all <clears throat> makes up for a massive and um, uh, a mouth watering um, couple of semi finals the, the weekend after next.
0: Yeah, the weekend after <coughs> next, those semi-finals are on, as is the relegation final. But this weekend, um, on Sunday, it is all about the semi-finals. Um, it is a pity they're clashing. We won't say anything about that. But um, we've three cars now over there on the clock, lads. I think we'll leave it there. Um, Matt, will be talking. I, I, about-
2: Jack, just I, I think it's a pity that they're clashing with the hurling champ, the hurling semi-finals. That's that's Carlos spade a spade. Yes, it's you know, a, it's a um, I I, under, I understand the constraints that the county board are under And they have done a fantastic job in getting us to this point But I, I, I honestly thought, and I'm not talking about having midweek games now <clears> But <throat> I honestly thought that some kind of an accommodation should have been found Like that our two pr- premier championships, our senior hurling and senior football That we wouldn't have a head-on clash you know, I I I, I think it's, it's a pity, and and um, it has engaged quite a number of people around the county, mind you. I be I, I have been listening to it. it, it it's disappointing. Um, I, I I thought you know want the semi-finals to go back for a week. So what? And there was there was the potential for him to go back to for a week. Had had a dare won, in in the hurling, or there was also of course the potential of playing playing him on Saturday. Yeah, you know, right. it, it, it it's disappointing, but I, I understand it to a point in, in in that here we have every kind of a restriction with covert and what have you. Um, but you know, I I think it's something that we should move might and main to ensure that it never happens again.
0: Yeah,
3: Pat, yeah. do you want to step in there? Yeah, uh, look, Matt, Matt put it very well there, like from a, from a, a Gail's point of view, and even from from um, a streaming point of view, like you know, not speaking because we're on it, but like Sport and Limerick have done such a good job in stream sport of covering games over the years um it was a fantastic facility the people when they couldn't go to games um were able to watch their teams from afar and especially even people nowadays who can go like the obviously there's more capacity to, for people to go there are still people away there are still people who can make games and it's it's a massive thing you couldn't put a, a price or a value or an amount on it watching your own being able to take to the field and that opportunity obviously isn't there on Sunday because you know the games have been covered, the hurling games have been covered, and there's only so much you can do at one time. But again, from that point of view, it was disappointing. Like you, like Matt said, you're you're trying to promote your premier, your premier competitions and, and get people watching them um and, and getting that because there's so few opportunities during the year to actually to to promote and to get it on people's um televisions even. Um, so it was disappointing From that point of view Look there, there might be a reason Come out in the wash Why it was done But there's a, Where there's a will There's a way With these things I find
0: Yeah Well look That's that's just the situation We have for this weekend uh, There will be a clash um, Whatever game Anyone goes to Is their own choice But Matt As I said We'll be talking in the morning About the Hurling uh, A huge thanks to you And hopefully We have two good semi-finals By the way You're talking there That we are going to have Two close games uh, we, We've all called it there And it has to come through But we wouldn't be surprised if it's another team so again many thanks to everyone for tuning in and to you Pat, especially thank you thanks ed thanks
1: in the game you get all with what you put in it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go and get it no more about it but not so much control in the
2: center of the field from phil kenny as richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar
1: your mother send you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gave you give it 50 pence. you can't get the pounds worth the goods can you yeah. just about kept in oh wow to he deserves to score from here, one
3: of the
1: highlights of the second went out there from the war Court today, the more about in the mid. the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, that's it. No ifs, no buts.